Run for your life. The nightmare has begun. It will find you in the hour when dream and reality merge. The last desperate moment of darkness. Oh, who is it? Just before dawn. They were warned. At least tell me where you're going, so that when you don't come back, I'll know how to fill out the report. But they did not understand the warning. They came to the mountain for adventure and escape. What they found was a trial which only the strongest could survive. How could they know that beneath the awesome beauty of nature lay violence, danger, and death? You see all the blood? How could they know the heat of their bodies was the magnet that would draw the terror to them. No more devils. No more. No more nothing out there. Just God, little creature. You saw them kids? Don't run like I fear you. I got a good mind to just let them have their due. Just before dawn comes horror, just before dawn comes death. Rated R. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I am Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, sometimes today. And that we do. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome, friends. Episode 56, man. That's that's one episode for every week of the year. At least. At least. Congratulations. Congrats to you, too. We did it. Ben. We okay. did how have you been? I have been good. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So, uh, to begin with, while we're shooting the shit, yeah, to man. start, we watched a movie. We did. We watched a sci-fi channel movie. Oh, was it really a sci-fi channel movie? I didn't know that. I enjoyed it, actually. I thought yeah. it was fun. It was not the best movie in the world, but, I mean, it was enjoyable killer high for a movie from 2018 that probably didn't have a huge budget it was certainly entertaining very canadian that i really appreciated and it definitely tried to walk an original line with the relationship between the two female sort of lead characters yes i really liked uh it reminded me of jack brooks monster slayer which i don't think we have watched together before i don't think so either it's fun. Very similar vein to this with Robert England in it, but uh, very, very similar tonally movies. Yeah. 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 It was silly and fun. It was silly. Uh, the lighting was great. The lighting was fantastic. Yeah. Production design all around was very good. And you could tell that they were uh, getting creative with the limitations, like the way that they ran in the hallways. <laughs> oh, God. That was so yeah, funny. It was really the, funny. Like slow, slow running. We're just running like for in, our uh, lives, but we're 
casually talking. Just like the dead next door. I don't know. It was uh, goofy without being all goofy. Much like Leprechaun. Yeah. The new yeah. one. Um, very yeah. good practical special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I like that. Me too. The main... I don't know. It was... Uh, there's so many references back to like how corny movies from like the 80s and the 70s were mm-hmm. and then when they try to do it now it doesn't always come off 100 percent. but i thought it did pretty well yeah no the, it was fun yeah, it was fun for sure the boar costume uh it's pretty <laughs> Some cartoony stuff to be desired but you know whatever yeah did the best with what they could it was it was fun so check it out especially considering how awful a lot of sci-fi channel oh my God, movies it's are so awful. it's nice to see ones that are decent where people actually were like we're gonna try to do this right you know and very female-led was written mm-hmm. by a woman directed by a woman mm, nice nice starred women good for them yeah <laughs> and all the guys oh, in it boy. new women i'm assuming i would assume so as well yeah. so i was trying to think of a cool way to uh seg that into this uh well just like dawn breaking suddenly itself why don't we just break the news to our listening audience which movie will be breaking it's like breaking dawn like yeah. the dawn just before dawn just before dawn Get, from 1981 <laughs> this was the first time either of us had watched it and oh boy was it a movie i know we have some differing opinions on it i liked it it was just um I guess to me it seemed like it had been translated from like Romanian into English, <laughs> uh, and there was something missing from it. Um, but boy, howdy, was it great! It was very entertaining. <laughs> was written by Mark uh, Arowitz, Jeff Lieberman, and Jonas, aka Joseph Middleton. Okay. Directed by Jeff Lieberman, stars Deborah Benson as Connie. Greg Henry is Warren, and Greg Henry is obviously in a shit ton of stuff, mm-hmm. like Guardians of the Galaxy and Slither. Jamie Rose as Megan, Chris Lemon as Jonathan, George Kennedy as Roy, and George Kennedy is also like a very prolific actor from like the 70s and 80s. That's funny because I didn't recognize either of them, and I know who you're talking about now, but like I did not recognize either of them <laughs> like he was in naked the naked gun yeah. movies he was in dallas the airport movies cool hand luke mm-hmm. lots of stuff and ralph seymour as daniel and he has been in a couple genre films killer party and ghoulies and he was also in rain man nice hmm. he played the matchsticks <laughs> i don't got nothing else i don't know any other rain man references so we open on a spooky sunrise with whistling music and echoes. I thought the score of this movie was very spooky. Yeah, the whistling Haunting. itself. It's like uh, you're hearing it from the bottom of a well. two hunters ty and vachel at an old church drinking and goofing off vachel yeah i didn't catch his name and it was so weird that i was just like i don't know what it is <laughs> so 
Yeah, they are uncle and nephew. And then the one guy, Ty, who is the mm-hmm. uncle, he hears something on the roof as he's pretending to hold sermon. Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord if uh, he minds us taking a little souvenir. Rachel, look. Ah, it's getting light already. Rachel, something is up there. Amen, Uncle Ty. Amen. So he goes outside to look, but he doesn't see anything. Yeah. So you just know that there's going to be some consequences for this guy. And he he's wasted drunk. They've just killed a buck, which mm-hmm. is strapped to the roof of their pickup truck. And now, doing what you always do after murdering a deer, uh, looking for uh, light fixtures in an abandoned church because <laughs> the nephew is like unscrewing one of the lights to take home to his mom something like that yes yeah, so ty goes outside to look for the source of what mm-hmm. he saw on the roof and then his truck comes rolling up behind him Oh, while he's surveying the landscape. So he has to run away. Crashes into a tree and explodes. I like how the buck fell off the front and then it runs over the dead deer. <laughs> like, oh gosh, this poor deer. And then Vachel goes to leave the church and from behind the door as he's about to leave, he hears something and then he gets a massive machete through his gut. Yeah, the machete like lingers, like pets his face for like half a shot. And then he gets stabbed in the gut. So, not a good day. It takes some of his clothes, mm-hmm. and Ty sees the killer coming out wearing his stuff. <gasps> and then he runs away into the wilderness. Oh no, run away. So we cut to a very 1970s Winnebago motorhome. Huge RV. Huge. Rolling down the road, listening to Blondie while drinking. feet of granite, water, and wood. You know, when you're climbing, the idea is to become part of the mountain. Try and find its soul. Yeah, hearts of gla- heart of glass, which mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the plot, as far as I could tell. <laughs> Our warm bodies here are Warren, Connie, Jonathan, Megan, and Daniel. Yeah. Daniel's taking pictures, and we learn that there's lots of twins in this neck of the woods yeah they pass by a crown vic with all of its windows busted out with two girls just two twin girls just hanging out inside another gemini is what they say and uh then they hit a deer stop oh jesus christ warren didn't you see the poor thing no i didn't see it it just maybe it's still alive looks like very comical because it just sort of like comes up in in 
the the front window because it's not like a truck it's just it's just a wall of glass nudges the deer into the the woods and then they all freak out oh no warren gets out to check and he sees some of the bushes move so he goes back to the rv and he lies and he says that he saw the deer run off to ha, ha, ha. help everyone feel better i guess i guess <clears throat> Uh, and then they give him a whistle so they can make noise yeah. and this whistle comes back throughout the movie which they make so much noise with this goddamn whistle <laughs> so annoying at a nearby ranger's house george kennedy's character mm-hmm. roy is doing some tree splicing yeah he's making like weird little bonsai, bonsai trees, trees. And narrating the whole thing to himself. While his horse, Agatha, freaks the fuck out. Yeah, this this horse is very anxious. It is. The RV pulls up, and they tell him that they're heading up into the mountains to camp because Warren has some sort of land deed, yeah. and they're going to go check it out. And the ranger's like, there's no campsites around there, <laughs> especially not for those of you who are the ladies. Yeah, he does not Excuse want me. them to go at all. But um, And yet he leaves the horse outside. Hmm. Because they're young idiots, they don't give a fuck. And yeah. they, they're just going to go anyway. And they lie and tell him they're going somewhere else. Yeah. And then as the, as the RV goes down this... Really, it's like a one-way street into the darkest depths of the woods. Mm-hmm. He's yelling after them. He's like, I told you. When you don't come back, I'll go looking for you. Like, worst park ranger of all time. <laughs> Probably. Seems. The camera work is actually pretty beautiful as they're driving down this mm-hmm. road. There's some really good shots where Daniel's taking photos out the window, and you can, like, see him through the reflections on the yeah. windows. I don't know. And we That's get a very lot good. of, like, soft focus in the morning dew and he thinks he sees someone so they do the reasonable thing and stop so that they can all get out and go single file into the trees to investigate but they don't find anything you know that totally normal thing that happens i don't know about you but whenever my family was on a road trip and we saw someone at the side of the road we'd we'd stop stop and try to see if we could suss out what was going on with them (laughs) but then ty runs out of the woods and he grabs connie to ominously warn them about something chasing yeah. after him, devils or something. They killed my nephew. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And now it's out to get me. Ah. Help me. My nephew's still up there. I couldn't save him. He's trying to get me, too. What is trying to get you, man? Come on, I can't reach him out. What? Mom. Get it away from me. Get what away from you? I've got to take me with you. Can we take him with us? Oh, uh, look, look, mister, I'm sorry, but we're on the way up. No, no, we're go. Look, just calm down, okay? Huh? In my notes, I have written, Warren's Adam's apple is fucking enormous. <laughs> so I guess I wanted to make sure that I said that. I like it. I like it. But <laughs> this guy truly just like jumps out of nowhere, scares the crap out of Connie. He's drunk, still got his booze. Yeah, hasn't dropped that while and, fleeing. And he's filthy. And they're all just like, ugh, 
I don't want to take him with us. What are we going to do? <laughs> so they decide they're just going to peace out and leave him out there, yeah. much to his chagrin. Jonathan tosses a couple sandwiches out the window without telling him. He's just like, here's some sandwiches. Yeah, he like pleads with them, and Connie wants to help because she's afraid he'll starve. So then Jonathan throws some food out the window, and then they take off, and he chases after them for a little bit. So, so weird. And then as uh, they're peeling out, someone the killer jumps on the back of their rv yeah from a tree and they feel uh, you know a human body a very heavy human man knocks megan back while she's in the middle of doing her eyeliner yeah but no let's not investigate what it was that fell on top of the rv our very expensive looking rv megan loves her makeup Mm -hmm. constantly putting it on you never know who you're gonna see main character trait they keep driving further and further into the woods until the road gets too loose something like that (laughs) it was weird and they can't drive any further because it just keeps kicking up dirt so warren says it's cool though because they're on the property so they can all get out and hike the rest of the way there's this really spooky shot where Daniel forgets his sunglasses because he's always forgetting his sunglasses. He's going to come back later. And he goes back into the RV and you can see the killer creeping in the window. Yeah, but he doesn't notice. There are a lot of like something's happening in the background. There were. I liked it. Which is, I don't know, a big forerunner to a lot of the stuff that's happening in movies today. I just wish it was better. I don't know what it was. Because you see it in stuff like You're Next or mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House. And it's like, whoa. like And, and whereas this at times was a little bit like, oh, well. Yeah. But I don't know. I liked, I liked what they were I don't know. It, it was like uh, it, they're in the background because they're like the forest. They're like part of the forest. Oh, yeah. Like the ma- becoming part of the mountain itself. Mm-hmm. Mm, good point. Uh, they do this whole nature hike walk thing. Tale as old as time. See a big waterfall. And you gotta scream if you're by a waterfall. And then they find their camping spot. Warren and Jonathan still have to hike back to go get the rest of their supplies. Mm-hmm. And Cotty's Cotty. Connie is pretty apprehensive about the whole thing. Her final girl senses are tingling, so she's like, We should go back and tell the ranger where we really are staying. But it's going to be too late for that, says Warren. And uh, off they go. The girls and Daniel start a fire, Mm -hmm. drink some wine, and then they hear something in the woods. Um, Megan drops some exposition that Connie is an expert climber, which never comes back. But this time feels different, says (laughs) Connie. They spot a person, kind of, with their (gasps) flashlight. And Connie thinks it's Warren, so she just keeps calling out for him. But yeah. uh, obvs, there isn't an answer. And then Megan takes Daniel's knife and starts yelling threats. What do you want? What do you want from us? All right, who is it? What do you want? Who is it? awesome do it perfect and that's when warren and jonathan come out from behind and scare them ah ha 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 it was just a prank this whole time you stupid idiots it wasn't though i know it wasn't but But they made it seem like it was especially when you've had uncle come out and been like 
Yeah, you know, why they, would you do that? They took that whole thing very lightly, honestly. They take everything so lightly in this. Um, there's this bit where Jonathan tells Daniel he pissed his pants, and then yeah. Daniel like is like, no, and then he checks to make sure. Yeah, they all laugh. To make sure. <laughs> uh, Jonathan drops a. Uh, Someone broke into oh, the yeah. van, so all we've got left is this food. Oh, well, <laughs> we won't worry about it or reference it later. I think it was probably the Uncle Ty yeah, guy. Yeah, so bizarre. Um, the next morning, Connie is the first up when Warren comes to talk to her, and she laments about how she just froze the night before when she was scared. Why couldn't I pick up the knife? And even Megan took action. I was like a frightened little baby last night. Oh, come on, Connie. I did a stupid thing. What can I say? I was helpless. So were Megan and Daniel. No. Megan took the knife. She didn't just sit there. It's just a game, baby. But Megan! I'm the one who goes camping all the time. I know how to pitch a tent. I know how to start a fire. I couldn't pick up the knife. Then they hear a girl's singing, echoing through the air down by the water. So they head down to go see her, but she just runs away. It's Mary Cat. Who would guess? Because they literally all are like, hey, wait, oh, wait, come back here. We got to bother you a little bit. They venture out further along the river Mm -hmm. to a very scary and precarious rope bridge that I don't think you could pay me to cross. It's one of those rope bridges that's literally like just a rope. Yeah, I don't know. If my whole camping experience depended on crossing this thing, it would be a big nope for me. Can I just say, though, it seems like they don't even need to cross this rope bridge to begin with because they go up to the rope bridge which is directly over where the waterfall starts like mm-hmm. falls they go across and then they're just on the other side of the waterfall above where they were before yeah and then they don't they like throw themselves down the hill afterwards uh yeah different hill when they get to the yeah. other water basin they like roll down the hill oh yeah 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 because yeah, they that's that's what's next they like go to that water basin um so who knows what was wrong with the last one And Jonathan rolls down the hill, and then they all roll down the hill. One after another. Despite there being a path right beside them. Inexplicable. Um, Tick season, man. So Megan and Jonathan strip down and get in the water. Well, Jonathan doesn't strip down. He's still wearing his shoes and his underwear for some reason. Yeah, Megan takes her top off, and Jonathan has on the biggest, most diapery underwear I've seen in any one of these movies. They're really, really bad. They're do not fit him at all. Doing no um, the two of them go swimming and they're frolicking while the other three go to get a fire going. The girl from earlier, Mary Cat, watches them from the shore. Giggling. And Jonathan goes underwater to spook Megan. They smooch, yep. which the girl is super into. And then Jonathan goes back under the water. Is it going to be a repeat of the last thing? Well, from... Behind her, we see the killer walk into the water and disappear below the surface. Like from behind the waterfall. I really like this part. So Jonathan goes underwater again, like mm-hmm. you said. And then someone starts manhandling Megan. And she's like, oh, stop it. Hee hee. 
Yeah, she thinks it's just Jonathan, but then she sees him get out of the water already at the shore and she freaks the fuck out because who was touching her? Yes, exactly. I was in the water and I felt a hand and I saw you on the shore, so the hand wasn't you. Oh no, it was me. Jonathan, there's someone in that lake and it wasn't you. Calm down, honey. Whose hand was I holding? So she starts screaming and runs to the shore and of course... He doesn't believe her. It was me. It was me just touching you. Humans can lick too. (laughs) At the ranger's house, his horse, Agatha, starts acting up again. The bitch. And uh, truly never a good sign in a movie when the horse starts to freak out. Well, she's just jealous of Lucille, his plant, which seems to be a hybrid between multiple different plants. Basically, he's playing God. (laughs) He's playing God in these woods. So he goes outside and he finds Ty face down in his water trough. Normal. Totally normal. And Ty tells him that his nephew was murdered and that the kids are in danger. They wouldn't listen. Try to warn them. They wouldn't hear it. What is a demon to you, mister? Tall. Bigger than you. Bill. Bill like that mountain up there. Had Bachel's hat and vest on. Death in its eyes. There's demon. There's demon, yep. All that sort of stuff. And speaking of the kids, mm-hmm. at this point, they're listening to their generic rock and roll music. At obnoxiously loud volumes. Megan's sexy dancing for everyone and getting Warren in on the whole deal. The music is like, hey, baby, hey. Like, it makes no sense. It's so good. And then Connie joins in, starts letting her inhibitions go a little bit. They're really partying it up. I mean, I remember my younger days just forest dancing and frolicking around the fire. I guess it is, like, sort of tribal almost. Yeah, and, you know, after getting groped by a mysterious stranger in the lake, Megan's (laughs) forgotten all about it. She's fine now. Yeah, Connie literally lets her hair down while dancing around the fire. Warren could not be more into it. Yeah, they love it. Until... They're really grooving until someone shoots their boombox. And it explodes, basically. And out from the woods emerges the singing girl, a man and a woman, who tell them to get off their land, despite the fact that Warren owns it. Get off this land. You got no business here. Skadoot. Gonna raise the devil now. Look, mister, this boy owns this place. Now, once you put the gun down, we'll show you the deed, okay? Get off this land. I don't think he's going to be too impressed with the deed. Because he'll raise the devil. <laughs> ah! And then just as fast as they came, they miss Vanjie the fuck out of there, back into the woods, while saying they raised the devil. And, like, there is no... They shot their boombox. Yeah, Those things rude. were not cheap. <laughs> and These, they this shot family it with a gun. a bunch of doofuses. Yeah, you can't just shoot other people's boom boxes or really any electronics and warren owns the land yeah so he should kick them off if anything (laughs) at this point the ranger and his horse have begun searching for the kids traipsing through the woods the next morning connie has undergone a bit of a transformation yes she's borrowed megan's shorts and tied her shirt all cropped and sexy like Um, megan says that a raccoon stole her makeup yeah so jonathan can you look for it and Jonathan says, The bitch will be on the rag for the rest of the trip. Uh, excuse me? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, no, he says that before he goes to look up. 
or look for her makeup. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah, but especially I'll, like fuck her for being like, go find my makeup. <laughs> you know where raccoons hang out. So yeah, he goes into the woods to find her makeup and instead finds Mary Cat, who has Megan's makeup all over her face, mm-hmm. like a small child. She looks really good. She does. It's like Linnea Quigley. And, yeah. Or, yeah. I don't know, uh, there's another one too where that happens, but I can't think of it right now. Most of them. <laughs> so she tells him she saw him naked in the lake. Oh my god! And then she kisses him before running off and he follows after her because he's horny, I guess. Because uh, he's a fucking gross creep. <laughs> Who's just like, oh, this uh, person who seems to have a child's mind? Sure, yeah. I'll follow them through the woods. So she runs to a rope bridge mm-hmm. and then immediately away from it. So Jonathan decides to show her how it's done. Yeah. Hey, are you scared of this rope yeah. bridge? Let me just walk into the middle of it for no reason hey, and forest, do a dance. Hey, forest girl who definitely lives around these parts and probably has been doing this since she was able to walk. Yeah, you know how to, it's easy. You just, it's like walking on a garden hose, he says. <laughs> what? He starts crossing, but when he looks back, she's gone. <gasps> and then when he gets to the other side, the killer's there and machetes his hand. Ouch. So he goes to run, but then the killer cuts the rope. So he, he falls down and starts blowing his whistle. Oh no. So he's stuck holding one of these three ropes uh, <laughs> in the water for dear life. And at the camp, they don't really hear him, which makes this whole whistle thing kind of pointless. Yeah, exactly. Um, Connie's busy painting her nails. Mm-hmm. And Megan found a lipstick, not the one that matches her nails, but it's like, what, what does she call it? Vanilla caramel or something? It's good enough. All right, I found my caramel cream. <laughs> so she's stoked about that because, man, does she love makeup. Uh, Daniel. Well, she, she is a lady. Goes to take some pictures. <laughs> That's right. She is a lady. Daniel goes to take some pictures and maybe find Jonathan, Mm -hmm. who has begun climbing up the rocks with the rope. He can't do it, but he almost does it. Yeah, well, when he gets to the top, he gets a a boot to the face and gets pushed back down into the river. Just like, uh, what the fuck was her name? Nancy in Slaughter High. She's trying to get out of the sewage. Courtesy of our killer. Yeah. Uh, Daniel stumbles upon the old church and cemetery. So he starts investigating. He goes inside and he hears a noise. What is it? But when he opens the other door, there ain't nothing there (gasps) until Megan spooks him. Oh, wow. Somehow, like, these people are so clueless about their surroundings (laughs) that anyone, even people who aren't trying to be sneaky, always sneak up on them. So he goes to show her the cemetery, as you do. Well, it's the most happening thing in town, apparently. (laughs) Uh, meanwhile, Warren and Connie are fishing by hand for river trout. Yeah, just plucking them out of the water. When Jonathan's body washes up behind them. Oh, no, that's my favorite part, bud. There, first of all, uh, Wallace is fake wrestling with the Warren. fish. Warren, fake wrestling with this fish. Like, ooh, I can't hold it. It's moving so much. <laughs> uh, and then after they let the fish go, they start making out. And then... In the background. The as they're making down. out... The body drops. So it's even worse because it's interrupting their, their love-making affection. Very true. And it's more of that like background stuff where it's they're part of mm-hmm. nature now. Ah. Ah. 
yeah, so Warren freaks out a little bit. He tries CPR, but yeah. Jonathan is already super dead. He's like half-assedly giving him <laughs> CPR. He tries like two or three, and then he's like, oh no. Meanwhile, Connie is just standing there like... There's a really uh... nice touch um, when she sees his body, where she hears the deer cry oh, nice. from earlier, like in her head. So she's immediately convinced he was murdered, Mm -hmm. but Warren is, he spends the rest of the movie in a state of denial. Yeah. So he's like, he probably just fell off the rope bridge. Ha 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 ha. Okay, let's go back to camp and leave his corpse here. Ha 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 ha. Megan models for Daniel. Yeah, she's lying in the daisies um, in the graveyard. It was probably just our version too, but she was like glowing ethereally. Oh, it was great. I was like, whoa, is this RuPaul's Drag Race season one? <laughs> Second Drag Race reference. Nice, nice, nice. Oh, right, I, nice. I, I oh, think I have energy. another one yeah. later Let's as well. Do it. Written Let's down do it. somewhere. Yeah. But she's looking glamour puss. Yep. Uh, Daniel has lost his, his glasses and he has one of those, uh, I can't see a thing without my glasses yeah. moments. I'm just useless without them. <laughs> they see someone coming in the distance, but they think it's just Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So well, it's wearing Jonathan's shirt. True. Yeah. To make him jealous, Megan suggests that they smooch. And they hug, and it's working. But because Daniel can't see clearly, he doesn't notice that it's the killer and not Jonathan. Yes, he happens to mistake Jonathan for a 300-pound giant man. It's working. Oh, yeah. Here we You won't believe it. You won't believe it. I think he bought it. He looks pissed. Oh, Daniel, take me. Take me right here in the graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Jonathan, you asshole. And he gets macheted in the stomach. Ooh, ouch. Oof, ow. No thanks. Because he lives for a while, too. He's, like, screaming. Because Megan runs into the church and is like, I'll hide. She finds the... Sorry, what's her name? No, Megan. I was just going to say it's among the dumbest moves. (laughs) Yeah, and then now she finally finds the nephew's body. They've both been in this church the whole time. Yeah. His body is pretty obviously like there. His hand is like sticking up <laughs> and she finally finds it. She's like, oh no, another corpse. She sees the killer outside with Daniel's camera. So she thinks she's safe for now. But then behind her, we see there's two of them. They're twins. What? Twin killers. And then she gets murdered Yeah, off yeah. camera, but... I would imagine quite violently. While the one who's outside is taking, taking pictures, pictures the whole time. They're so, they know the design of these cameras is so intuitive that he can just <laughs> pick it up and he knows exactly what I think it do. was the same camera I have, the oh, Pentax nice. one. Anyway, uh, Warren and Connie finally go back to their campsite and Connie knows the rest of them are dead. Yeah, it's the demons, definitely. Yep. But uh, Warren is the typical doubting boyfriend who thinks that they need to go find the Logans, yeah. the, the family. Let's go find the the wood folks. And they'll help the two of them, no which worries. I felt was a pretty big logic jump because at this point, A, they have only seen them uh, shoot. Like shoot their boombox and hold them at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. 
and they could be the ones killing people for all they know like they haven't seen the the twin killers oh, yet definitely either of them um yeah so who who knows well they managed to find their house so quickly for a house in the middle of the <laughs> deepest darkest woods of all time yeah it's right there very easy to find yep. so cute they tell them that their friend has been murdered, but the family is aggressively obtuse about what they meant about the devils. Well, because I told you to skidoot, <laughs> which is something the father says twice. They're very unhelpful. So Connie mm-hmm. and Warren leave, and it shows Mary Cat putting lipstick on. <gasps> she has even more of the makeup. <laughs> she loves it. That night, Connie and Warren sit by the fire. Yeah, they're half-assedly building this fire. And he's still crazy in denial about the whole thing and making really dumb choices. Yep. Because he gave Jonathan the keys to the camper. He's going to leave Connie alone to go get them. Yeah, I'm going to go back to that corpse I abandoned hours ago. She doesn't put up much of an argument, though, for some reason. I guess maybe she's, like, resigned herself. She's in shock or something. That's literally the only thing I could think of because from this point on in the movie until really the end, she doesn't really say very much. She's just sort of like crying and standing there. True. She's like going through some sort of internal transformation. Yeah. I feel like there was like something we were missing. Like she's like, when they were like, oh, you know, you're the expert camper. Maybe someone should have died on the last camping trip and she's remembering it this is her first time back she <laughs> like, could have saved like them. ritual yeah so he leaves with his lantern but mm-hmm. uh, when he gets to where the body was it's gone and it's also very dark where is the body so he starts edging into the forest and then again behind him ah. we see jonathan's body propped up against a tree wearing daniel's sunglasses <gasps> so we know that the killer's been there since he he like backs up, finally sees the body, and then it falls against him. And I suppose Warren thought he was alive for a yeah, hot minute. He's like, oh, ah, oh, oh no, oh no, you're still dead. Oh no. Has a huge freakout trying to find the keys, and then he also notices that the whistle is gone. Shit, he needed that whistle. And then he can hear rustling in the woods, so he takes off. Then we finally get more of the mm-hmm. ranger as he arrives at the Logan house to ask them about the kids. And they're like, we ain't seen them. First of all, you're the worst park ranger ever. <laughs> this is the first time you've come across this family that's been living in the woods this whole time. What mm-hmm. the hell? Well, it, he says stuff like where I think he knew about them. He just didn't know. Mm. Well, I mean, the full extent. Yeah, that's true. That, like the two killer twins are their kids. That's true. That's true. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So he asks them if they've like seen the kids. Mm-hmm. They say no. Then Mary Cat defies them and runs out of the house and says, "I saw them. They're down by the lake." But they, the mom, like pushes her back in the house, and then we get this weird like he goes to leave. I liked it. I I liked it too. The like lingering exterior shot, as, as you it, can hear there, like screaming at her. Yeah. Like, ah! Don't ever go against this family, child. They killed Mama. They're gonna kill some more. They're Kim. You gotta understand. These murderers. These the devil, Pa. You said they's the devil. But they're Kim. The devil raised his head in our family, Mary Cat. But they're still your brother. No, no more murdering. They's the devil. No more murdering. 
<laughs> so she runs out of the house up to Agatha and the, the park ranger. And she's like, I can take you to their camp, sir. Yeah. And uh, the two of them ride into the night to try mm-hmm. and find a camp nice, where nice. Connie has started hearing the whistle in the uh, darkness. Uh, I thought it was a very scary idea, to be honest. Like, I don't know. Um, no, I agree. Camping was always at least a little bit scary, but I think that's probably why I enjoyed it so much as a kid. Yeah, and the way that you, I also went camping, but I would go to like places that had like lots and electricity like, like campgrounds yeah yeah have we talked about this on the podcast before? um i think we did last time you talked about how you would like take a boat maybe it was just you and me yeah it might have just been the two of us but yeah. yeah like we would take a we would have to drive like a couple hours mm-hmm. and then you'd park your truck and launch your boat and then take a boat for like another hour and mm-hmm. then you'd find an island and camp on it yeah and then we would read scary stories to tell in the dark in the tent at night. Ah. Yeah. Do you ever see anything weird on those islands? No, not really. No, no pagan ritual sacrifices or effigies or anything. Unfortunately, not. That would have been too exciting. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, this movie's got enough sacrifice for a lot of us. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the score is also very scary. Yes. It ends up being very effective a lot of the time. Yeah, it is. Um, I also noticed that, like, so the nature sounds, you can hear, like, crickets, but then every time, like, something's going to happen, the crickets stop, like, if they're about to be attacked or something. Like, even the crickets are afraid of the the devils. Wouldn't you be? They're devils, after all. (laughs) Demons. So, Connie's just, like, straight Mm chilling, and then... One of the killers walks out of the woods right beside her and blows the whistle. Pretty scary. I cannot imagine being in that situation and that happening to me because I would lose my mind. Like, he just, like, casually is just, like, do 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 Very scary. Silently walking up to her. No thanks. And then she takes off barefoot. <laughs> yeah, into, into the, the woods. woods into the woods. Climbs up a tree. With the killer hot on her heels with his machete. And then he's like... He starts chopping it down with her on it. Which is pretty intense and makes sense. Yeah. And he's like going after this tree. <laughs> he's really cutting into it. Meanwhile, Wallace stumbles... Or maybe the ranger stumble, stumbles upon Wallace. Warren. Warren. I'll just keep calling him Wallace. Yeah. The ranger and Mary Cat stop. Because Agatha senses something bad is going mm-hmm. on. And that's when Warren comes out of the bush and he tells them the whole deal. Oh no. And then Mary Cat runs off. So, so. <laughs> Killer has made pretty quick work of this beech tree that yeah. uh, Connie has climbed into. Poor Connie is in truly dire straits. She is screaming for her life in a very realistic way, just animalistic screaming. Uh, and eventually he fells the tree and he's using the killer has the whistle and he's using the whistle to harass her just whistling constantly and it's like a cacophony nightmare style situation so she starts crawling away mm-hmm. and he's just about to strike when he gets shot three times in the back oh shit and falls over on top of connie saved by the park ranger crushed underneath the good killer. job mr mclean you did it you did it. Warren comes over and he helps her out. Um, 
Then the ranger comes and investigates the body while dropping some wisdom about yeah. inbreeding. Yeah, if you keep breeding in the same family, something's going to eventually snap <laughs> or like whatever, like crazy assumption to make, whatever. And then he tells Connie and Warren mm-hmm. to go get in their RV and meet him back at the house after they gather their shit. Yeah. But they're probably still in trouble of some kind or something. Well, they're like, we didn't do... Uh, Warren's like, we didn't do anything. He's like, I know, but I told you not to come here. So poo-poo you, <laughs> dumb idiot. Ha-ha-ha, <laughs> it's all your fault. Warren continues to be in super denial mm-hmm. that Megan and Daniel are even dead. They're just lost, he says. Yep. And the ranger just, like, just pats him on the shoulder. <laughs> and then... The ranger leaves. Yeah, they leave them there. What the fuck? What the fuck? Ridiculous. Irresponsible. I'm writing to his manager. (laughs) They, like, like Warren's packing everything up. They're, like, poorly, half-assedly packing. And Connie comes out with her face fully beat, Mm -hmm. meaning she's got, like, full face makeup. Yep. Not at her face has been beaten that's that's the other drag race reference yes. uh, uh, yeah for uh, those playing the home game and there sh- no more devils you never know who you might run into up here there's some of them are kind of cute yeah there's no demons there's nothing and immediately as soon as he says this the tent collapses behind them Hey, we still know there's one brother out there. That's a bad sign, right? Yeah, he has a full meltdown. Uh, Warren says that they're just going to leave right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like the ranger said, get the hell out of here. And then the other killer comes out of the woods and slashes him. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, and he spends the rest of the movie lying Yeah, down. he's a little bitch, especially because Connie really fucking runs jumps on his back yeah. and starts beating him beating the shit out of him and then he starts bear hugging her and crushing her until blood comes out of her mouth yeah she's not having a good time she fights him off by thrashing mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh gets manages to get down at least for a minute but then he picks her up again this time with mm-hmm. her facing him and uh yeah then she sticks her arm down his throat okay and this and fist the fucker to death. The movie had been pretty by the book up until this yeah. point. She, it's like down to her like elbow. Really fucking hardcore. Down this guy's throat. And Warren is just like in awe. He's Standing just like watching. There. He's So the dude's trying to crush her to death. She, and she's double jointed. Yeah. So her arm is like bent at the weird unnatural angle. And half of it's down this guy's throat. As he, she's choking him to death from the inside. Top five final girl finishing moves for sure for me, I would say. The audacity of it, just to be like... And the fact that they use this in other stuff later. Oh, do they? Like, there's definitely other movies where, like... Uh, what's the one where she punches down his throat and then like rips his heart out through his mouth or something oh, or his guts? I don't know. Is that Hatchet? Might be Hatchet. I know uh, based on an interview with Bruce Willis that he did while he was making the fourth or fifth Die Hard movie, he said that that's how you're supposed to kill a wolf. wolf. If you're attacked by a wolf, 
you're supposed to reach down into it into like that as though yeah. it wouldn't bite through your arm or something <laughs> and then grab an organ and yank it out i don't know i would put it right up there um i think it was the same year too with one of my faves i talk about it a lot mm-hmm. courtney from final exam relatively banal final girl except for when she turns the guy into pudding at the end she just keeps stabbing yep. and stabbing and stabbing yeah. and stabbing yeah and i mean in in connie's case here she really had nothing else to use she yeah didn't have any axes or any other weapons or anything and she is fully fucking empowered at this point she she's like it. standing there she's... with her bloody fist as like a new woman over like the dead body holding her arm like i i killed him with yeah. yes Warren is still just like staring at her like a booger a true wiener <laughs> and then there's some more noises in the woods and Mary Cat runs out she sees Connie standing there mm-hmm. over the dead body and stares her down and then she just runs away again so weird <laughs> just like <gasps> and uh Warren gets up and sobs as Connie holds him yeah he's got a very sore tummy Smoke billowing from the fire as the embers fade, like the movie itself. And the camera pans to the sky. The end. The end. I really liked it. This I movie really liked this movie. Was it surprised me? Amazing. <laughs> I, for for a movie that I had never heard of before. Not that that's saying very much. I had never heard of it. You've never heard of it. You've never seen yeah, it. You've no. seen almost everything. I had it written down on my list of movies for us to do, but I had not seen it or known anything about it it was truly something it was very <laughs> I know, I'm straightforward glad. um i look for do you have like stuff to tell me about uh, it? a couple of things nothing like major do you know what the budget was like on this movie yes i do okay uh between one and two million dollars i'm surprised it was that much money yes i would have guessed a hundred thousand dollars well i had some like big names in okay. it like george kennedy and stuff and like they used blondie music so there true, alone you know true, like true. at least there's going to be some sort of uh, budget behind it mm-hmm. yeah no I, I really liked it i was surprised it reminded me a little bit of um there's a few movies that have similar sort of plots there's one that i can think of called uh, don't go in the woods alone that i would say is probably most similar to this okay except that movie's just straight up goofy we have never watched it together. Uh, I think maybe we started watching it together. I would totally be down to watch it together. It is just like very goofy. Um, and then there's one called The Final Terror from it has Daryl Hannah in it. I'm not sure what year Ooh. it is. Uh, it is on Shutter. I've watched it. I don't think you have. And then there's another one where it's like four dudes camping. That was also pretty similar. And I've seen that one, but I can't remember what it's called. But it's in Washington. I believe oh. it takes place like in Washington. And they're like middle-aged dudes. It's not like they're young guys. It's called... I don't know. I should have looked dudes. it up. But That's I'm okay. just thinking about it at this very moment. I like it. So, yeah, no, I really liked it. As far as like camping slashers, this one's definitely up there. I think they used the environment really well. I think the camera work was really good. Mm-hmm. The score was good. The script was sort of like, meh. Um, I think it had some good ideas. Yeah. It was, I don't know, it was good. Especially for one that I had never really heard anything about. Yeah, so, I agree. For sure. Would highly recommend it. I would say 
like in terms of early 80s first wave slashers this is definitely a must see it's better than a lot of them i can definitely see how movies like this laid foundations for other movies oh for sure yeah this came out around the same time as um like the first friday the 13th so Mm. man they are sliding around upstairs so our, our apologies if you can hear it sounds like marbles on the floor but yeah so six degrees of jamie lee tell me about it baby Pretty quick and easy. We've got George Kennedy, who is in Small Soldiers with Rance Howard, who is in Love Letters with Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So the movie started its life as a treatment called The Last Ritual. Well, actually, no. It was uh, started as a treatment called The Tennessee Mountain Murders in 1978 uh, by the writer Mark Awitz. Mm-hmm. And he'd done it for Joseph or Jonas Middleton, the producer. And then it eventually became one called The Last Ritual. There were some changes. Like, there are a lot of changes that happened in the development of this movie. Yeah, it feels like it. Um, so they dropped a, a character entirely named Eileen, who was another camper, which made Daniel, like, the, the fifth wheel. And some of the scene orders were changed apparently there was a lot more of the like the logan family involved Mm. Uh, i guess there was like a scene where after she like had the makeup on they cut all of mary cat's hair off and whatnot rude yeah very interesting but anyway uh yeah in the last ritual connie gets taken by the mountain family and she's put through some sort of snake handling ritual Ooh. but they dropped that because it would be like super hard to do yeah snakes uh joseph middleton also wanted a lot of stuff about god in the script yeah why wouldn't you so awitz had to deal with that and he also wanted them to crib more from deliverance <laughs> And for constant or for Connie to be called Constance seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Awitz didn't really care for it, mm-hmm. but was pressured to include it all. Um, and then it all ended up getting dropped by <laughs> the director Lieberman. They also changed stuff with Daniel. He was originally supposed to be chubby and gay, which would be revealed like during the scene where he and Megan were getting close. He like interesting, yeah. And at one point, he was like looking at a muscle men mag or something, Ooh. yeah. And then Megan originally died by being thrown over a cliff by the twins. What a because they were like way throwing her back and forth. What a terrible like, way to die. I don't know. It seems like there was a lot of behind the scenes weirdness with this movie. Ah, just like in the plot with like Joseph Middleton. Uh, got a writing or a story credit when he really shouldn't have. But the only reason he did was because he wanted to get out of doing X-rated movies. And then another guy named Greg Irving, who is credited with writing, was probably just Lieberman. So, yeah. And there also seems to be some contention about the idea for the twins. Lieberman says that it was his idea, but Mark Awitz says that it was always there, and it's even present in his first treatment from 1978. So I love that they're fighting over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also this huge point of annoyance where it's widely criticized for being a ripoff of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 
which I don't get no, personally. No, neither do I. Um, or The Hills Have Eyes, and that I can see a little bit more for sure. A little bit more, yeah. Um, but Jeff Lieberman says that he's never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. However, Mark Awitz, the writer, says that he did before writing it, so who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, it seemed totally unrelated. It just seems like there was a lot of confusion all around, to be honest. Lieberman is also super critical of slasher movies in general and hates them. I don't know. I've read this interview with him and he was really (laughs) off-putting. He also Mm. directed this movie called uh, Satan's Little Helper. Okay. From 2004. That is, I think it's one of those like love-hate movies. It's weird. I don't know. I assume Satan doesn't do anything good. No, it's like this kid goes trick-or-treating and then this guy follows him around killing people. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the movie ended up being shot on location in 1980 in Sublimity, Oregon. Like I said, on a budget between $1 and $2 million. Mm-hmm. And kind of interesting, the 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens actually occurred during filming. Oh. But they were gone for the day when it happened. Well, that's good. Yeah. So they don't die. Yeah. Initially, Universal was fall. going to purchase the film, but it backed out. When it saw um, how great it was. Well, the director said it had something to do with Friday the 13th. They wanted to go with that instead, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find any like corroboration for that, so I don't know. It ended up being distributed by Picture Media, which is a small little company. Mm-hmm. So it got a very limited release in America and uh, released in France as well as like Survivalence. To play on Deliverance. Because they wanted further confusion about that, I guess. I don't know. Who doesn't Um, want confusion? I'd say more confusion, the better. Interesting, eh? Yeah. Very, very weird little movie. Cute little movie. It's always interesting to see these movies from, like, right at the start. Or, like, really early slasher days. Yes. Definitely. I have another one, too, called Savage Weekend that's from, like, uh, it was filmed pre-Halloween or Friday the 13th, so it's also, like, a proto-slasher. That sounds great. Um, I haven't seen it either, but um, I was, like, skimming through it earlier today, and it looks kooky, so there's one thing (laughs) definitely going to be a a future episode. It's a bunch of kooks. And, like, we weren't even going to do this movie today, but then we ended up because when i was going through my list of movies i was like this could be one that we haven't seen i'm glad that we watched it me too very very glad well there you have it folks we're both glad that we watched it and we hope you will be glad when you watch it or don't whatever we're not going to tell you how to live your life maybe we just made up the whole movie maybe we did a hilarious april fool's prank we didn't (laughs) i'm not that creative but uh anyways Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And if you would like to follow us on social Social media, media. you can follow us Def First Blood on Twitter, definitely First Blood on Instagram, or if you feel like saying hello, sending a missive, can email us definitely First Blood at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. And the whole rate us spiel. If you want to. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you have a great day, night. Night, morning, afternoon. Evening. Week. 
maybe you listen to like Crunch. a couple minutes a day over the course of an entire week. <coughs> Excuse me. And with that, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.